I'm Sydney. I'm Ashley. And you're about to listen to some rough shit. Some really sad, stupid shit. But if you love tea... We're about to serve you some tea, girl. Girl, you better pull up a chair. You better get cozy. Because we're serving you the piping hot tea about the end of our very long-term relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And how devastated we are. We are so sad. Wow! I've never been sadder in my life. (laughs) We're all having a great time. It's going to be fine. We're going to get through it together. Well, me and Ashley are. Beverage, um, cheers to you, my friend. Um, and if you've ever been broken up with or have had to break up a long-term relationship, get ready to relive that. This, <laughs> Just this, relive it. This show is going to be about us talking to each other about our ill-timed breakups and about how we are working through those issues yeah. and growing from them and hopefully. how, and how hopefully, and how we've been there for each other and how the women in our lives have been there and how... We're just dealing. Maybe you'll relate. It's about how to deal. How and to deal. I hope that it teaches you how to deal, too. How to deal, too. Today I was around... So many straight people? I was around more straight people than I was comfortable with. How did you know I was going to say that? Because you told me right before that you were with straight people. And oh. you didn't like it. <laughs> around so many straight people today and like why though well because sometimes the people that go to my gym are straight and i'm friends with them too oh, it was str- it was gym people it was gym people mm-hmm. so it was my friend will's birthday and so we went to urban south and um that's a really straight place wow i'll tell you it's you so know straight. what the straights are doing they're going to breweries they're going to breweries and you know what they're bringing to breweries dogs and babies infants babies there were there was literally, like there were so many there were so many pregnant women there oh. like pregnant women actual babies toddlers kids I was like leave your damn kids at home you know what I don't want to do crush a brewski and then fucking have Caden Jaden and Aiden run into my fucking kneecaps and spill my fucking beer or just be screaming or just be I don't want to hear them or be physically near in my presence mm-hmm. um, no actually like I literally met a child. At this function, whose name was Caden, and I was like Caden, and she was like, "No, Caden." And I was like, "I'm gonna fucking like, I'm not even. <laughs> this is not a joke." Do you know how many Cadens are gonna be in like twenty years, like adult Cadens? Like, do you know how many Cadens are gonna be like fucking around on Tinder, like so many or, or on like the new thing, whatever the new dating app is? Like, they're gonna be like, like Caden is gonna be shirtless on a dating app in the next fifteen years, uh, maybe sooner, perhaps possibly. sooner. So that's what I had to tolerate today. I had to endure heterosexuality. I was confronted with heterosexuality. Lots of champagne was had. Before that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Before that, it was had. Oh, brunch, yes. I brunched with a straight person um, who's a very good friend of mine. Oh my god, your whole day is full of straights. It was tough for me. Um, Actually, I had a very straight weekend. Hung out with you. Yeah, you did. And a bunch of straight girls on Friday. Yeah. Hung out with a straight girl all day Saturday. Hung out with straight people all day Sunday. I'm kind of struggling. Yeah. It's time to quit that lifestyle. I'm I'm really not interested in, in, a, in a hetero lifestyle, but what have you been up to? 
<laughs> Besides, I've been like being straight, fucking trying to get my shit. Okay. I'm like working out consistently mm. on the daily. She can't stop talking like, about it. I know because it's <laughs> honestly so insane to me that this is that I'm keeping up with it. Because I wouldn't, bef- I would not have before, like at all, and and also my attitude towards it and the way that I'm feeling when I'm doing it has like completely changed. So it just seems like very huge but for my personal self. I'm really proud of you. <sighs> Get these gains. I don't know. I've been dancing a lot. You got a I haircut. Just keep going out. I got a haircut. It's a great cut. It's a great. I mean, did you see Archery? Yeah. That's that's who the bitch. Audrey cuts both of our hair. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. She knows how to cut for curly, yep. wavy hair. Yep. And just like make you look as best as possible with the way that your hair naturally fucking falls. And she's a beautiful soul. And she's just beautiful in general. Yeah. And like very good looking. Yeah. I'm happy to pay for good looking women to touch me. <laughs> in any capacity. Like I didn't mean like prostitution per se, but I meant like in the context of like a haircut or like yoga mm. class, you know, like mm. you know when they go around, they like squeeze you a little bit, like they like they'll like, like push on your hips or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like live for <laughs> those okay. touches. Are you okay? Um, <laughs> are you starved in some sort of? Way? I'm unwell. <laughs> I am unwell. I. It has been three calendar days <laughs> since I've been sick. <laughs> <laughs> And well, how many? Oh, it's only been two for me. <laughs> I'm struggling. I am currently dehydrated, high. Um, I'm in full body sweats. Yeah, and Uggs, which I can't believe that I let you wear Uggs in my and, home. And Uggs. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm at emotionally. Tell us. We haven't talked. It's been a while. Like since before the holidays, probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think we needed a recap. Oh wow! Of how the holidays were, which I think blanket statement for both of us, we could just say that they were terrible, <laughs> <laughs> so emotional, and just really, really sad. You know, just crying all the time between family dinners and driving. You know, being bef- alone before the holidays. You texted me and you're like, you know, like I'm really nervous about like the holidays. Like it's like the first time, and, yeah. like, and like. I had never thought about it. Like, I hadn't at any point, like, in gearing up for the holidays, like, it hadn't once occurred to me that, like, I was going into the holidays as, like, a single-ish person. Like, I was in a relationship, but, like, I wasn't in a five-year, we see each other's families, long-term thing. And it did not dawn on me until you said it. And then, like, all of a sudden, (laughs) I got so sad about it. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was so scared. I knew. I like, I felt fine, but I was like, oh shit. Fuck. It's coming. And like, I feel fine right now. And like, hopefully I'll feel fine. But like, what if I don't feel fine? And like, like, and I want to feel okay, Mm -hmm. but I know that I'm probably not. And like, that makes me angry. There was just like a lot of, tell me about your top, your top three holiday meltdowns over this holiday season. Did you have at least three? I was... Yeah, at least three. Okay. The first one was Thanksgiving, and we had it at my mom's house, 
and I went to the races before, which is something that I'd always wanted to do, like, forever, and could never do with my ex, because we were always going back and forth between the two family households. Can you, for our non-New Orleans listeners, explain what oh, the, the races, races are? So, the races is a fam- it's like a Thanksgiving tradition for a lot of New Orleanians, um, and basically it's the horse races um, at the New Orleans racetrack, and everyone gets dressed up to the nines like huge hats just like super fun it's basically Mardi Gras Mm -hmm. before Mardi Gras starts and you go there with your family um you go with your friends a lot of people that don't have family in town or have to stay in town for that holiday will go with a huge group of friends which is lovely and it's Thanksgiving day Thanksgiving day and you wake up really early and you go and you drink and it's basically just like everyone laughing together and then you can bet which I didn't really do I wasn't really interested in betting you're a gambling man no I just wanted to dress up and like see everyone that's fabulous it's such a great thing to just look at everyone when you're there so you're you're there you're like I'm here for the fashion visual sport don't care about a horse do you even see a horse oh yeah I definitely saw a horse I definitely was like oh my god but I gave someone $20 to play for me because I had to leave early to go to my parents house and they lost it well the next time you want to give away $20 to someone who won't lose it (laughs) You I know. Give it to me. <laughs> it was dumb. I regretted it. So wait. Okay. But that was, it was so fun. Mm-hmm. On one hand, I was like, this sucks because my ex and I would like dress up all mm-hmm. the time and like loved getting dressed up and going to events. So like on one hand, I'm thrilled and super stoked that I'm like reclaiming this holiday and like doing it on my own terms with like all the people that I love and my friends. Yeah. And then on the other hand, I'm like, we would have had so much fun doing this. Mm-hmm. That makes me sad. Then I get in my car to go to my parents' house, and I just, like, <laughs> I just fucking Blubber. start sobbing. I'm like, mm. fuck. Like, I'm so sad. But it really wasn't, like, and this is what I struggled with for, like, a month and a half. I didn't feel sad that I wasn't with him at that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't want to be with him. Yeah. And who he is now. And, like, I have no interest. I didn't want to be where he's from in the country. Like, I didn't, I don't, I was, like anxious about going there Mm -hmm. so but then I had like an appreciation for it in that moment but I still wouldn't want to be there so I was very confused at this feeling that I had and it was such a profound sadness and I was like what the fuck so whatever go to my parents house I'm fine super sad Christmas rolls around um are you are you doing your holiday meltdowns in order of most to least or least to most or just chronologically. I think chronologically okay. is what I'm doing. Okay. The first one was really bad and very okay. sudden. Okay. And then Christmas, I cried like when I went to sleep in my parents' bedroom because I like slept at my parents' house for Christmas and my mom was like overjoyed because we were all spending the holidays together for like the first time in a long time and we like relaxed and we're in our pajamas and watching all these shows, but it just like felt so strange. And again, this like profound sadness that I didn't understand. But that wasn't a bad cry, and I just like fell asleep. Also, the entire time, like, from Thanksgiving through the new year, I was having, I was anxious, and I was having intense, all my dreams were about him. Every single dream was about him, whether it was, like, that made-up blonde girl named Beth that was in the dream, or it was, like, us confronting stuff, or it was was me remembering old things. Like, I have never remembered so much about our relationship. Little, little bitty things that I wouldn't even recall just, like, came to me in dreams, or, like come to me while I'm driving and I'm like what the fuck is all this bullshit so that was so frustrating and then New Year's Eve rolls around and I throw my party my roommate and I throw a party every year and we had last year we were both at that party with with our exes our exes (laughs) yeah 
So, Ooh. hello. Um, this year, we weren't going to stay here until midnight. We were going to hop around. And I'm really glad that that happened because in the order that we hopped around in, mm-hmm. I avoided seeing my ex in person. Who was in town? Who was in town for New Year's. Interesting. Interesting. And I didn't know that until the next day when I went to brunch with some friends and they proceeded to tell me that they saw him at a bar, the first bar that we hopped to before we hopped somewhere else. And I was like, oh, interesting. You know, was he with his sister? They were like, no. And I was like, was he with, like, what woman was he with? Like, who was he with? He was with a woman, obviously, if you're going to act like that. And they were like, I don't know, he was with some, like, tall blonde girl. And I thought, going into that, that I would be fine. (laughs) And it literally felt like an atom bomb had gone off. And it was like that episode in Broad City where, like, the neighbor comes out and, like, says something to her. And then, like, her ears, like... Like, and she just faints. Like, that's how it felt. And then I had to go proceed through this whole brunch and pretend like everything was cool. And I was like, <laughs> as you're hearing a your heart heartbeat in your own ears. Literally. Let me, if you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> you've already heard this rant. So feel free to skip through it. If you do not follow me on Instagram, please go follow me on Instagram. <laughs> so you can yell it at Dyke to Watch Out yeah. For and then listen to these words. When you told me that, Sorry. Like, I feel like I have said throughout this entire podcast, throughout this entire breakup process, like, your enemy is information. Yeah. Like, you do not need information about your ex. It is irrelevant, and it is hurtful, and it serves no no one. No one. So when you told me that a specific friend of yours told you that your ex was out and about with some girl... It made me level nine motherfucking livid. Because when I, when me and my ex broke up, I told everybody in my life, including you, any friend that knew both of us, I said, look, I would like it shut the fuck down. Knock it off. Mm -hmm. Stop telling me shit about whatever the fuck my ex is up to. I don't need to know who she's with, where she's at, what she's up to, if she's employed. I don't want to hear shit. If you tell me, I will be hurt, and if you tell me, I will literally stop communication with you. Like, it is hurtful, and there's no reason for it. You did the same thing after a while. You had talked about it, and you had told specific people in your life, the information sharers, to stop. Yeah. And I think most of them have been better since you... Yeah, I don't think... They had never told... Like, they never were the people to tell me anything. So I, I've never, I never went to them and was like, hey, I don't want to hear anything, you know? But my, my, my rant about this, the old, the thing to gain from this is like, if you're the fucking person who thinks it's like, like what, I don't understand what the person who shares that information is trying to gain out of that. It's trying yeah. to gain. And in that situation, it sounds like you kind of just stumbled on that information, which is obvious. But like, how about we avoid that topic altogether? Like your friends don't, you don't, you did not even need to know that he was in New Orleans. You right. did not even need to know that he was out and about. Like, that's information that, like, if you have it, keep your fucking trap shut. Yeah. Miss me with it. Go tell someone else. Yeah, if it's that important. Else. Write it down on a piece of paper and burn it. <laughs> if it's that important for you to fucking communicate about my business, then go find another way. Because I don't need to be your outlet. Literally. So, honestly, that pissed me off so much when you told me that. It was... You didn't need that shit. I didn't need it. 
but I also feel like I, I did, and I don't know why. I think it's because it was the first time that I had to consider that he would date someone again. Like, the last time that we had corresponded, it was, like, very clear that he was, like, I'm not going to be with and, like, should not and cannot be with someone for, like, a very long time. So I was always, like, oh, he's just, like, miserable and trying to figure himself out or just, like, being trash at a bar. And it was, like, the first time I had to confront that feeling. So that was, like, really awful. And I came home and just, like, cried a ton. Um, <laughs> just a lot. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, it was ter- those were, like, the three major things. But was, what was so interesting is, like, it just kept, like, the dreams kept happening, and, like... The years start coming, and they don't stop coming. They don't start coming, and, and it was, like, that's, it's, like, fucking January 1st, so, like, here I am thinking that he spent, you know, just, yeah. like, in Baton Rouge at this dumb party that's thrown every year, and then I'm, like, entering 2020, and I'm, like, this is the fucking new year. We're getting it. Like, we're getting money. We're getting fit. Fuck all this bullshit, and then, like, the first thing that I hear, and I'm hungover, yeah. is, like, my Surprise. ex is at a bar with a tall-ass blonde woman, and I'm over here, like, oh, my <laughs> fucking, oh, my fucking god, like, this is so upsetting. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not tall. Nope. I'm not blonde. You're not. He, why didn't you, you you're, you're not, a, you're not a stupid bitch I'm either. not a stupid, but I'm like, <laughs> he didn't, like, you didn't even want to live here, like, why the fuck are you here? Why the fuck are you here? Get out of my city. Get out. Get out. I invited Leave. you here once Leave. and you denied the invitation. Be gone. And you are now no longer permitted past the county line. You are banished. You are banished. Banished. <laughs> you are so mad. <sighs> I was like mad about that and then I was just like super sad and then I felt like really weird about myself and like I went to a Pilates class the next day and I just like kept looking in the mirror every time I wanted to stop and I was and you're like, like tall blonde woman. <laughs> You're like, oh, who is that girl I see staring straight? <laughs> That's literally what at me. Why is my reflection something I don't know? <laughs> Mulan was asking the, the big right questions. questions. We don't so, know. We don't know. <laughs> and so I was just like really going hard, going ham. And then I was like, Ashley, you cannot <laughs> use this random person that he probably just like ran into and hooked up with like that night. You know what I'm or, saying? Or, literally, she could have been any fucking one. Anybody! Like, literally. Like, it could have been a complete... That been might friend. be someone that he's not... Right, he has a lot of female friends. So, like, it's not out of context to think that, like... Yeah. My point is, you, when you it have... It doesn't matter. When you have any <laughs> information, you spin out. But also, when you have not all the information, you spin out in the worst ways. Yeah. So, it was just dumb. And you don't need you it. You know, we got, like, we got to a point, and then the breakup anniversary was January 6th. Which passed, and literally, so all my dreams still have been about this person. And it's like, I wake up feeling so sad, and so non-energetic. I feel like I haven't had energy, like my energy, for a very long fucking time. Especially December. And it's all like coming to a head on this date. It's all and coming I, back to, to me now. now. <laughs> yes. And I woke up in the middle of the night on January 6th, and there's like moonlight streaming in my room from my blinds and I felt so awake and it was like from a dream with him. I don't remember what happened, but I literally, it was like I was talking to him, but also myself being like, we can't fucking do this anymore. It's been a year. Nothing 
that he is or was or whatever means anything anymore to you, you, like, nothing that he does should even, like, cross your mind. It has nothing to do with you anymore. This person is no longer and will never be a part of your life. And I realized two things. One, all of this profound sadness, I have never experienced nostalgia before. It was nostalgia. I have always moved through my life, even if I'd, like, grown apart from friends, like, I have never looked back on something with sadness. I've always looked back with like joy, but much more hope for the future in every single stage of my life, which like is a very privileged thing to do. I didn't realize this. I've never regretted. I've never looked back and like felt any way other than like, that was great. Next shit's going to be greater. Like, woo woo. And then this feeling happens and I realize, oh my fucking God, this is nostalgia. Mm. Like this is what it feels like to look back on something and miss it and yearn that was and doesn't exist anymore and like can never exist anymore and it's not that you want it now it just means that like you miss it and I was like holy fuck was number two that was nostalgia um two it was I think the whole like this person is no longer a part of your narrative kind of situation Mm -hmm. and like it's been a year and like it's time like those like the two things and nostalgia really helped like understand that that feeling was nostalgia really helped me because I was like oh like I'm I'm no longer like concerned about this person all the sadness that I feel about this is this feeling and that makes me more comfortable to know that, like, I don't want him now, and that's not why I'm sad. Yeah, you can tuck it away now. Almost. Yeah. So, like, I woke up on the 7th. Uh, like, work, slaying. Side projects, slaying. I feel great. I have great energy. Working all the time. I'm, like, Manic not drinking fuck. as much. Manic is a motherfucker. Manic is a motherfucker. But just, like, I feel fucking... I feel like my 18-year-old Ashley's self, like, I okay. haven't slept in 48 hours. <laughs> I'm getting Dude, a lot of sleep. I don't need it. I'm getting a lot of sleep and I'm like not drinking as much. And I don't want to drink. And I've just I'm been like doing eating. a lot of fucking coke. <laughs> it sounds like that. I've been just I'm like just so snorting <laughs> glow left and fucking right, dude. It's just amazing. Like, so I just am so excited because I finally feel like my self, but like my new self. From you know when you're when you Yeah, oh your, I felt yes. your new self. Oh, I've been familiar. I've getting I've been getting acquainted with your new self. <laughs> That new self thinks that she gets to fucking back sass me all of a sudden. <laughs> and I think the fuck not. I'm not into this friendship dynamic shift like where you think that you can talk to me any type of fucking way. Like, I said it the other day. I'll say it again. I've been letting you get away with it because I'm shocked. I'm just kind of surprised. But it's this is not going to continue. You started it. Started what? You have back slapped me continuously. No, back sass. Thank back you. sass. You've also back slapped me <laughs> continuously our entire Both friendship. emotionally and physically. Yeah, and so I just feel like it's my time no. to shine. No, bitch. You will never have a time. If that's who I am and it's who you think you are, you think you're grown, you think you're wearing your big girl panties, I'm letting you know I will shut this shit down in the mall. Okay? When <laughs> <laughs> the edibles hit. <laughs> so... Oh, yeah. Love so you. check yourself, sweetie. Well, myself is <laughs> my fucking. I like checked 2019 is what I did, and I was like, thank you. The Mary Oliver poem that's like, someone gave me a box of darkness, and then I realized this too was a gift. It was like, 
Yep. Oh. We get it. I got a box we a whole it. bunch of fucking shit <laughs> in 2019. Yeah, bro. we got we got made like a whole house, like a whole house moving truck of boxes of shit of shit. And Darkness dark is like a shit. polite way to put the shit that was in my box. <laughs> <laughs> you hoping that shit was stanky. My box was <laughs> there were some bodies in my box, God like damn. it was. God damn. Yeah. We, we really, I have been. Tell me about your holiday and recently. You know, just like all the drama of both like (laughs) newly being single. And in addition to that, like going back to your childhood home (laughs) and circumstances in which all of a sudden you are like your 17 year old self again, because like to deal with the people that raised you, you resort back to the tools that you developed and like malformed to like cope with them and so like the years and decades that you have spent in therapy just like go out of the window and all of a sudden you're like 17 and like cross-armed pissed on the couch like screaming at the top of your lungs with your republican dad do you know what i mean like you just resort back like you're like family dynamics just makes everybody act their role you feel that way yeah i've that's you don't have a traumatic childhood. I don't. You're right. You didn't have to develop coping mechanisms to... Well, I mean, we all do. You did in some ways. But, like... Well, I still feel sometimes, like, I play a, a role when I'm home. Yeah. I'm, like, uh, I'm, like, very agreeable. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, no longer my home. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. But it's interesting... Mine you are like, also fully immersed and you're there for, like, multiple days. And yeah. I feel like my and life I stay would there. be different if... Yeah. <laughs> That was yeah. legitimate. It's like everyone's unresolved independent traumas and then our collective traumas just like surface and then like I find myself screaming at my like 83 year old grandmother at the top of my lungs in front of like a campfire and like what the fuck defending my ex-girlfriend. What? Yeah, Shirley what? just, it's complicated. My grandma just does this thing and like she raised me. She's like my mom. So like she just does this thing where you can't tell her about anything that you're going through and expect empathy because what you get is her freaking the ever living fuck out. And then you're now comforting her about the thing that you need comforting about. Oh my God. So then like you don't even get comfort. You just get like her telling you how upset she is by the thing that you just told her, which you were also upset by. (laughs) So, like, surely she, I'm like, wow, like, literally, no one can show up and be a mother to me. (laughs) All I need is for, like, someone, like, anyone to, like, comfort me and, like, be there for me. And, like, no one comforts me and, like, can be there for me. So it's like, great. You need to call Melissa more often. I I do. I I think, like, I'm having, um, I've been having a lot of therapy. I've had some big realizations in therapy, and one of which is that. Because I, my self-protecting mode allowed me to, like, stop needing my mother so that she didn't disappoint me. Mm-hmm. So I was able to have okay, positive feelings about it and somewhat of a relationship with her because needing her and then her not being able to show up for me when I need her and then me being disappointed is too hurtful. Mm-hmm. So then I just exist in a world where I need nothing from her. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I do the same thing to other people. I'm like, I won't need you because if I need you and you disappoint me, then I'll be too hurt. So instead, I'll just need myself. Right. That's, That's good enough, lot. right? That's a lot. 
not remotely good enough. Right. So, yeah, it was rough. Um, like, you know, it's families. So, like, obviously, like, we make up, but it's really tough when I realize how much of, like, my old, like, bad ways I fall into when I'm home. And, like, like I said, like, years of therapy and, like, years of, like, work and, like, processing and, like, learning coping mechanisms, like, out the fucking window. I'm screaming at grandma, you know? Like, yeah. and, like, I behave in ways that, like, don't feel right to me and, like, ways that don't feel good to me. And it's tough. I'm yeah. glad the holidays were over. Yeah, it was so long and I didn't, like... A bit of it. <laughs> no. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Um, oh, something I did forget to say was another reason why you should call Melissa. Oh. But whenever I was trying to figure out what this feeling was, I was texting her because she was like, how are you? And I was like, actually, I'm fucking terrible. I'm like, I'm so sad. And I'm like, it's so weird to think about this thing that I, you're, it's like you're naive enough to like think this thing is permanent, mm-hmm. you know? And my mom was saying that she felt so similar because she's of the empty nest thing. Like, for mm-hmm. some reason, she truly thought that motherhood would last forever. And now she has to, like, figure out what to do with her life and herself and her meaning and, like, all of that. And it was just really comforting and interesting to bond with her on that level of, like... Y'all are both going through these both, big life changes. Yeah, and, like, we're both really sad about it. And it's really weird. And also... That happens in so many different areas and points of your life. Like, it doesn't just have to do with your relationships or anything. Like, you can feel this way about so many different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good perspective. Alternatively, my mom made plans with me to see me for Christmas and then called me the morning of to bail on me. No. Mm Mm-hmm. So... (laughs) What the... Were you in Eunice? No, no, I was here. She was coming to New Orleans to see me for the first time since I've ever lived in New Orleans. Which, Why did she fucking bail? She said she was sick. Oh my god. I don't entirely believe that. No. Um, I don't really know why she bailed on me, except other than the fact that she cannot and has not ever shown up for me in any way at all. Um, so That makes me so angry. Yeah, it. you know, I, I obviously mentioned it in therapy, um, and like honestly, like I didn't feel that sad and impacted by it. Because I am so used to it. Like, I just, like, yeah, I, not that I expect it, but, like, it doesn't come as a huge shock or loss to me. I'm like, yeah, well, that's her. Oh my gosh, what did you do on Christmas? I mean, like, no, I had Christmas plans. We just made plans, like, I think a little bit before or after Christmas. I can't remember which, but, um. Fuck, it's so. Yeah. It was, like, the first time that, like, I had reached out to her in years to, like, make a plan around Christmas. And, like, her mom died in 2019. Like, her mom died right around, like, right before Christmas. And, you know, I thought, I guess maybe in some way, like, maybe she was feeling, you know, nostalgic. Like right. you said. Or, or maybe, like, she would be reassessing her own relationship with her mom and maybe her relationship with her own children. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just wanted to be there for her. And, you know, futile. Um, as usual, but like I brought it up in therapy and my therapist was just like, that is so sad. Like, are you okay? Like, and I was like, oh yeah, girl, I'm fine. (laughs) She, like, she kind of made me like kind of sit with it. And I was like, no, like I, I, I understand you. This is not something that I'm like putting on the back burner. This is just like, this has been 27 years of my life. Like I'm just like not that impacted by it anymore. Like it's, I'm kind of like numb to her disappointing me. Yeah. Um, but then we like got into some shit about like, God, I have to say my therapist. God bless her, like, 
even when I go in, I'm like, I've got nothing to say. Like, somehow I mention, like, yeah, like, I ran out of crackers today, so that was weird. Like, she somehow finds a way to, like, use that to, like, get me to, like, literally, like, open mouth, like, free sob in front of her about, like, my mommy issues. So, like, she took that, and we somehow connected the fact that, like, you know, again, like, I guilt myself for needing people because I feel stupid like, I felt, like, she was like, how do you feel about that? I was like, I don't feel sad. I feel stupid. Like, I feel stupid for trusting. Mm-hmm. I feel, like, stupid for being, like, so naive to even think that, like, anything would, would change. Yeah. And so we talked about my self-judgments about, like, Whoa. trusting the person in the world that I am biologically wired to trust and continue right. to pursue a relationship with. Like, of course I'm going to do that. Like, why would I beat myself up about it? And... Then, you know, I was, it of course, like, turns into, like, my mommy issues feed into, like, my ex issues, which are, like, you know, I, it took me a very long time to open up again after, like, all the hurt of, like, my childhood and, like, early teen years to, like, I, and, like, I did that with my ex. Like, it was tough. I, like, remember in the beginning of our relationship, it was really difficult for me, and, like, she would make comments about it. Like, I just didn't trust. I didn't want to open up. And then I did. And then I trusted her fully. And I let her be a person that I needed. And I let her be a person that I could rely on. And ultimately, what did that person do? The same fucking thing that my mom did. Mm-hmm. Was like, I can't show up for you anymore. I don't want you anymore. So what do you think that does to like my already very fragile sense of like being able to like rely on people and need people like pretty much non-fucking existent? Mm-hmm. Or my, my tendency there is to go, oh, fool me once, but fool, fool me, me twice. twice. Like, never I'll fuck never it again. again. Yeah. Like, never again will I trust another motherfucker. Like, I'm out here looking out for me. Like, fuck all of everyone else. Yeah. I'm never trusting again. So, you know, girl, I've been crying in therapy and, you know, just like, <laughs> you know. You know. Just like, getting it, like, leave it, getting back in my car, crying some more. <laughs> like, you know, my poor therapist's like, all right, so, like, we're going to, like, we're wrap up for the day. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you take cash. And, like, you know, like. Hyperventilating while like we're scheduling the next appointment and like I have to like pull it together just to, like get into my say, car. Like, 5 p.m. or like leave the building. Yeah, I had my first therapy appointment and I literally like went in there feeling fucking when? fine. Uh, like two weeks, three weeks ago. What? I don't know, it was like bef- it was like before Christmas. With who? Wait, like this you didn't girl, tell me this. I know, and the thing is, like, I don't think I'm gonna stick with her. And she also is in Metairie, and I was like, not, I'm not like here for it. It's like, was it like, one of the people that I friend therapist? Oh. So it's our friend's therapist, um, and they were like, oh, we love her, and, like, she does the Enneagram, and, like, our friend, our mutual friend, um, like, went through, like, a divorce, and, like, some, in, not infidelity, but just, like, some relationship things of herself, and so I was like, cool, 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 like, this relationship helped her, like, the therapist helped her, so, like, you know, she'll be able to talk to me about my shit, but when I went in there, I didn't feel sad at all, I, like, was thinking about my ex and, like, what I was going to tell her and how I was going to say everything and, like, didn't feel weird. Or I was like, I'm not going to talk about my ex probably first. Like, I'm going to talk about, like, this other shit. That <laughs> sat down. And she was like, so from your, um, your profile, like, you're, you know, she said something about my job and, like, what I wanted in life. And then, like, the third thing, she was like, and then you also got a very long-term partnership. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, so would you like to? And then I just started fucking crying. Whoa! And I was you're like, ready to fucking burst. I literally didn't even know. And I was like, I was like, like so shocked at myself for even going there. And so I'm like pulling it together. I'm like, 
She's like, how am I even supposed to fucking like say like how do you speak and cry that like, like the space that like you took or like the space that was created like in your mind about what this therapy session would be like it took nothing for nothing. you to like feel like I feel safe enough now to like let Crack it go. Crack myself fucking open, which like this has never hysterical. happened. And she was like, how many times did you cry about this? And I was like, twice. And she was like, including this session. And I was like, no, that would be three times. And she was like, um, you need to feel your feelings. But she also said some other things that I was like, mm, like three things. One of them was, um, fake it till you make it. <laughs> And, like, you have to give yourself affirmations and, like, do that. And partially, I agree with you. Yeah. I love an affirmation. But, first of all, if I'm here telling you that, like, I've only cried twice about this and I have gone through, like, every stage of grief except what I believe to be grief and I have problems getting in my body and feeling my feelings, you're going to tell me to just keep faking it? Like, I have been faking it, bitch, this whole time. And, like, that's not working. Okay, okay. That didn't make me feel good. And then... We talked about, like, my life and, like, my social life breakdown. And, like, I'm a very busy person and I'm always with people and all this stuff. And so she was like, I want you to work on five things. Which felt very plug and play. And it was like, I want you to do, like, five things each day. One of them is self-care, like, body. One of them is self-care, this. And it was, like, all positive shit. But also I don't like a plug and play. Like, you give this to every single one of your clients, I'm sure. And one of them was, like, fulfilling my social life. She was like, I, like, you should go out and, like, be social, like, every day or whatever. Like, do something. And I was like, um, like, actually, like, I think that I, my goal would be to, fig, like, feel whether or not I have the energy or should devote the energy to doing something social that evening. And, like, more than likely take the chance to be the, the fuck alone. Okay, can I just, like, say something? Because I know, like, I've never had a therapist give me advice. Isn't that weird? Like, I don't know what this kind of therapist is, like, what her professional background is, like, what, like, what her area of study is that she focuses on, but, like, I've never had a therapist be like, okay, I recommend that you blah, 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 like, never not once. I've been going to therapy since I was 13 years old. She was I've like, had at least four. Make a note in your phone and, like, keep track, and, like, you should do it, it's like an exercise. I mean, an exercise, sure, but it also sounds like she's being very, like, prescriptive. And, like, so how can she possibly know that after one session? Like, usually your first session is, like, just them asking questions about, like, okay, so your parents, are they married? No. Okay. Did they get divorced? Like, literally. Your she didn't ask me any of that. That's really shocking So to me. I hated it. <laughs> and I left, it's just and kind I of, like, like, it's just, like, unusual. Yeah. And it also, like, didn't feel like she was, like, I was expecting, I love the story you tell about your therapist about how she, like, makes you relive shit and like get in that place and then like sit there i'm like that's what i need to fucking do that's what i want to do but also like okay so i think that two things are happening like one this person isn't probably a good fit for you right whatever that means but we all know that takes a while to find canceled but part two is that you some like yes you you need to find someone that you like to work with it's a it's you're both working together but also like you need to like it sounds like you've got a lot of ideas in your own head already about what you need to be doing. But, like, maybe I wonder if you... if you, When you find someone that you think is worth their medal, let them fucking lead the way. Let them do their job and be a Oh, therapist. yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't be like, well, I think I should work out. Like, no. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You're paying them $120 a fucking hour to, like, have them tell you... Or to, to pull things out of you that are different from what you I think. Want, I want things to be pulled out of me. 
is what I'm asking. You'll find for. you'll find the right person. Yeah. You need to focus on finding like a I think you just need talk therapy and like analysis. Like I don't think you need like life organization skills. I don't think you even need like CV like cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah, like, I, don't I think, think so. you you're okay on that end right now. I think I think what you need for from this particular therapist is a just like talk therapy, which is kind of what we're doing here. Love it. Um you are my therapist. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, and actually, like, this weekend, I felt, I feel like I said a lot of, like, wise and, like, zen shit, and I was like, I'm gonna be a life coach, like, I'm gonna give, like, motivational speeches, I'm gonna, like, be a life coach at, like, 27. Can I make your website? Yeah. Can we please do this? We do this as a farce, but also, it was real. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, I wanted to do that, like, I was joking. Okay. But, what if... We did it, but it was real. I mean, I think we both are... Like, I know what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> like, I'm not a complete License idiot. me. Like, just... I don't need... Just like, give have me to to school. the license. Just, like, let, let it... Like, I could take that give test. Give me the verbal test. I'll answer all the questions right now. I... Honestly, I... What's funny is that, like, I feel like all my friends have, like, fucking PhDs in, like, Sit psychology. Yeah. Because Same. of all the fucking therapy that we have had. Like... I was hanging out with my friend Hannah this weekend, and Hannah has had, like, decades of therapy, too, and, like, you would not believe the converse, like the level of, like, conversation we had where we were, like, giving ourselves permission and, like, <laughs> talking about our boundaries, and, like, I was, like, we sound like a walking fucking, like, Psych 101 textbook right now. Like, yeah. Like, well, like, my mom, and, like, like, just, it was so funny, but... I, I think it's so good that you, like, know that shit about yourself, though, and you've, like, dealt with it. I don't know. It's, like... It's work. And I like I would hard. I want more dudes to be in therapy. I think it'd be like so awesome. I met a guy recently, and he like literally had the upbringing, just like the book Educated. And for those that have not read Educated, this woman grows up. No, you do this. You did this last time. You tried to explain this man, <laughs> and you confuse everyone. <laughs> okay. This dude is a grew up in a family that were like doomsday preppers. Yeah. And like religious. Mm-hmm. And we're calling him the welder. The welder. You picked the worst names for these dudes. I but I almost said his name, so I'm glad that <laughs> you reminded me. I'm like just telling this story because it is similar to the author's story. Yeah. The book Educated. Yeah. It doesn't matter what her story is. It is similar. If, if you've read it the is book, similar. You know what yes. the story is. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's. People who, people who are kind of, like, very, like, agrarian and, like, kind of, like, want to be self-reliant and, like... Like, they don't use modern science. Yeah. Like, the mother is always, like, a homemaker and a healer or, like, does, like, herbal stuff. And, like, there's always a lot of guns and, like, canning peaches involved and, like, six siblings minimum. Is it bad that that makes me, like, a bit horny? Oh, my God. I literally am so into it. I don't know why I'm so into it. Wait, no. I don't know. Something about when you said canning peaches, I was like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I was like, we're down in the cellar. Like, you're my stepbrother. Like, I know. <laughs> That's not how I feel about it. You're my actual but brother. But I literally, we were at dinner and I was like, oh my god, do you, did you? <laughs> That's so dumb. I'm like, did you, so you like rode, like you have horses, right? Like you like rode horses. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, did you, did you ride bareback? Like, on the horse. I don't know why I'm, like, so into this lifestyle. And, like, they drink well water. I'm like, um, ooh, I've, like, never had, like, can I come drink your well water? Like, what the fuck? No, like, okay, like, wait. You like, almost didn't get out? Oh, like, <laughs> like, why is that so 
fucking I don't know I think Wait, I love no. stories and like you, no you and like I'm, this man you like this man because, you like the idea that you would be with someone this who had this upbringing like literally. it's not him at all you <laughs> like the you like the story you tell yourself about like I married this man who like had this like, crazy fucking <laughs> background story wait I want to clarify when I said I was horny I really did not mean I really meant like <laughs> about the peaches about the like I just imagined like where the peaches were stored and like getting fucked in there and like it sounded like really hot to me all of a sudden I was like that sounds fun <laughs> like so ooh, not like, call me by your name you didn't like, immediately go there yeah actually that movie really impacted me too <laughs> that scene in that movie well that's what I'm saying deeply impacted me I think peaches are maybe that's where you are with peaches now I sexualize a peach <laughs> a peach makes like just the idea of a peach just makes me like a little it's been three days so I'm excited that I haven't already made that abundantly clear I just can't believe that like wait, day three on, that's like on. looking at a peach and like trying to rub one out like just thinking about like getting between those soft soft fuzzy peach cheeks <laughs> Put into that right <laughs> juicy for just let it just let the juice just run down my face. I feel like the first one was better. Try again. <laughs> just like just like gently kissing, just brushing my lips against the soft flesh. The soft, slightly fuzzy flesh of a of a whole foods peach. And they're like, ma'am, can you please leave the whole foods? And I'm like and I'm like, this is rude. Like, I don't know why I'm being attacked with this homophobia. Free like, love. Free love. Like, I have rights. Like, oh this is America. God. And if I want to gently caress a peach in the, the middle word, of the fucking... The word flesh. <laughs> That's a difference. It's such a terrible word. Fuck. It's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst word. Oh, yeah, so I'm okay, <laughs> you know. Okay, this is my I'm question fine. before this fucking peach fiasco. <laughs> what? What was your, like, were you? <laughs> oh, no. Were you literally getting fucked every single day? Like, a most, week? Like, many of those days. Like, many of those days. Just, like, one day in between fucks would be, like, a lot for you? We Like, that'd be typical, but, like, three days between would be, like, kind of out of the ordinary okay wow yeah so i well, like i feel like, like to be in a monogamous committed relationship like well don't know anymore. i don't know anymore <laughs> can we talk about it oh shit mm, yep so this happened this so is this new. happened i am now a single lady i'm back on the market actually like i'm completely like i'm not on the market but i'm not like not on the market you know what i mean a breakup occurred yeah uh, it was my Initiate. choice. Mm-hmm. It was my choice. Um, leg tats and I are no more. I have a lot of love for leg tats. I think um, everybody's like, "What happened?" and like, "Oh, wrong!" and like, "Oh," and I'm like, "It's it's it's kind of not that. It's um, I don't know. I just I think for a while I had kind of had some like back of my head." Uh, feelings about like not necessarily seeing a long term future with her, and we I talked about that all the time. We talked about it a lot. Like it wasn't new. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, like you know, the longer that we were together, like the more I think that she wanted 
a very serious relationship with me and like wanted a lot of like commitment from me and wanted a life with me and mm-hmm. like to be with me and uh I just don't think I am or at the time was ready for that sort of commitment and that sort of relationship yeah coming off of the heels of a very like significant breakup and I felt like I was clear about where I was at in the beginning about like how what I wanted and I felt like I felt very pressured throughout the relationship to, to be that person to show up and be that person and to want that kind of relationship and and to um, be what she wanted me to be wanted me to be needed me to be so you know literally no negative feelings toward her whatsoever she was treated me amazing and um, is a wonderful person she's I just don't think I'm what she wants or needs long term and it's more important to me right now to sort of like take the space and be single for a while and you know I'm not ready for something like that and 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 I mean I think it's it's difficult breaking up is never easy and it was very difficult for me to do and you know I felt immense guilt about it for like a couple of days leading up but knowing that I was gonna do it and like not knowing how I was gonna do it and you know, I, this is the first time I've broken up with someone as an adult. Yeah. Like, the and even when I was, like, you know, before my, like, big, big ex, I, like, had always been the one dumped. I've never been the dumper. I'm always, like, the one who gets dumped. So, like, mm-hmm. I think the last person I broke up with was, like, my boyfriend in, like, the seventh grade. <laughs> and that's, like, not an, an exaggeration. Like, yeah. I don't end things with people. People end things with me. And, wow, it was... But what, like, a good learning experience, too, I think, was the main conclusion that you had from this whole... Yeah. You really had empathy for your ex for the first time, maybe. Yeah, I texted you right afterward. Yeah. That you Well, you texted me, because it was your breakup anniversary that... Yeah, I think so. ...that I went to the therapy session mm-hmm. on, which is just ironic, but, like, you were texting me about that, and I was like, yo, like, I just got out of this therapy session, like, I'm fucking, like, sobbing, like, I had these realizations, and... Um, one of the things I realized in that session was that, like, A, I needed to end things with leg tats, and B, I realized that I did, I was like, oh my god, like, I now know how my ex felt. Like, I'm sure that, like, right before she broke up with me, like, she was in therapy, like, trying to figure out what to say and how to say it and, like, how best to, like, break my fucking heart. And there's so much responsibility on that person, there's so much power being in that position, and... I felt the weight of that, and I felt like, wow, I now have a taste of, just a small taste of what it must have been like for her Mm -hmm. to do that to me. Um, It sucks to hurt somebody, and and especially coming off the heels of, like, a very big breakup for myself, like, I try to be so conscientious and so kind about, you know, how how I ended it, and, you know, I don't think I did a perfect job. Um, I'm not perfect. And you can try, and you can still hurt people, you know. Um, but I think that I, I hold out hope that in the future we will be friends. Um, I think that, like, we get along very well, and I like and care about her a lot. I just, I love her. I don't think I'm in love with her. And she was in love with you. And she was 100% <clears throat> in love with me. Yeah. And that's that's just <sighs> It's not, like, a fun realization either to be like, oh shit yeah yeah lots of feelings there yeah yeah 
you know, big, hard feelings. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I hold out hope that we'll be friends. I think it will happen. I'm trying to give her plenty of space right now and, like, be respectful and, like, give her what I wish I had gotten more of in mm-hmm. my breakup, which was the person who break, who broke up with me, like, having fucking boundaries about, like, communicating with me. Yeah. And so I've kind of let the ball be in her court in that regard. But, yeah, that was a couple of days ago. So it's been – it's pretty raw, and it has been emotional for me, for sure. Very triggering for me to, like, enter this, like, breakup space again. Again? Yeah. But then in a way, like, I wonder or – Maybe worry is a better word. I worry and wonder that, like, maybe, like, did I want to have this relationship to, like, put distance between, like, you me and, those feelings? and, like, my big ex. Oh. Like, like before did I, you could process before it? I could, not, like, before I could process it, but, like, before I could, like... Like, now I get to say my ex and I have to clarify. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's almost like I gave myself, like, a new situation or a new problem to, like, not be an old one. Right. I wonder about that. I think, I mean... Subconsciously. Like, I think that was space. my... I think that was, like, my concern about the relationship in the first place was, like, I want you, no matter how, like, awful and painful it is, to, like, really experience, like, the full experience of being a single person after something like this happens mm-hmm. and, like, dealing with it and, you know, like dating around or whatever and like really figuring out what this new person that you want to have or like really spend time with is going to be like because they're probably not going to be very much like your ex Mm -hmm. and all that stuff like I just think there's a lot of really important things that happen and so many things that you realize about yourself when you are alone and you spent so much of the beginning of your Mm -hmm. morning like alone Mm -hmm. so like another part of me was like well you did dive deep into everything and like you've been in therapy and it's like who am I to judge whether or not you should do whatever you want to do but I think any time I think a relationship in general for a lot of people can be so comforting and distracting and like there's good in that, but I also think a lot about the reasons why people are in them and if they're like pushing something away or making distance or doing whatever, which could be done in earnest for their soul, but also like is furthermore deterring them from like actually well doing the I, thing. My therapist would argue, because I can now get into her headspace, like And she talks about this a lot, like, relationships, whether romantic or, you know, friendships or otherwise, um, relationships, we heal each other in relationships. Like, we, like, like, it's not a situation where, like, you heal you and I heal me and then we come together as perfect beings who can be in this perfect relationship. It's like, sometimes I bring things out in you that you realize you need to deal with or work through. And, like, I can help you by showing you that or I can help you by just listening or being empathetic or, you know, questioning about that. And, like, so, so much of me and my past's relationship was um, us both processing our shit with each other. Mm-hmm. And that was beautiful. Like, I think I helped her grow a lot. I think, like, she helped me. Like, she was a person who was there for me and who uh, – she just provided such a, like, safe and welcoming and, like, loving – space for me to like be me and like figure out those parts of me so like while in your mind you're like it's a distraction from the process for me it was like a part of my process process. was like having this person that like we were in it with we were together and we were 
questioning each other's shit and pointing out each other's shit and dealing with it. And I do that in all my relationships. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful. And now I'm, like, thinking about it because that seems to be something that would happen maybe not, like, easily, but, like, more so than it would happen, like, more so with a woman than it would happen with a man. Oh, like, I was just thinking about, like, why don't I agree? And then I'm like, oh, when I'm with someone... Or like any of the dudes that I've gone on dates with so far, mm-hmm. like would I like have I been holding myself back from something because I have this perspective? Otherwise, I would be like with a person and growing. Yeah, but like every dude, like nobody would like ever. I don't think have the depth to like get there, or like they're not. I don't know. No guy that I've mm-hmm. been with has like been inclined to like bring those things to the surface mm-hmm. or like want to talk mm-hmm. through them and deal with them. Yeah, which is so sad. <laughs> But also I mean, like, interesting to me. Yeah, but also, like, it's not like that any of this stuff happened, like, on the first date. No, of course, of course you know, not. You know, like, it was, not. like, after, like, months of, like, getting to know someone. Right. Um, but you've also been very much, like, a, like, you have been guarding yourself very much against those kinds of interactions with men. Like, you have been very much, like, I don't want that. I want this from you. Like, you've been clear. Yeah. You know? Like, you have not held space for someone to come in and, like be that person to you. Okay, well, I don't know if I would agree. Well, okay, there's, like, yeah, it's never, like, oh, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to be in a relationship. Yeah. You know? But I think the type of person that I am, like, I go there, and I'm, like, asking about your family, and I'm, like, we're talking about yeah, really but, intense things. but you don't do that with people that you don't, you're not invested in yet. That's what I'm saying. And none of these people were invested in you, and you weren't invested in them. Mm. So you don't process, you're not going to fucking process your fucking breakup with someone that you don't even no, care about. No, absolutely, but I was, like, my thought is, like, was I intentionally keeping myself from being in one? Because there was one that could, the interest could have grown, um, or whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> I think, um, the, the thing is, like, I'm in a place now where I'm like, I'm not actively going to pursue dating. Mm-hmm. I'm not actively, I'm, I don't think I'll get on any apps for a while or, um, I'm not like trying to be set up or anything. I'm happy to be alone for a bit. And, um, but I'm also not making a rule about that for myself. I'm not saying like, I don't need to be dating right now. So I'm not, if I meet somebody that I like them or if I'm hitting it off with somebody, like I'm totally going to pursue that mm-hmm. always. But I feel like we were we are different in that regard. I feel like you and your breakup were really committed to singleness. And I was just committed to whatever. whatever. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what it would look like. But and, and and I also think that I'm not the kind of person who will commit to singleness because I love love, A. Not that you don't, but like I'm open to it and yeah. ready to get destroyed always. Right. Like, that's my fucking path. And, um, so I think, like, it's not that you haven't, I think you haven't found that because it's not on your radar. You haven't wanted to find it. I also think, too, like, I'm such a decisive, well, that's weird. I would never call myself a decisive person. I think when it comes to, like, what I want in a partner, I'm very decisive. So it, like, freaks me out to think that I have, like, a lot to work on, like, I love to do, I have a lot of friendships mm-hmm. and, like, social things in my life, like, my life's really full, mm-hmm. and I don't know, like, how a partnership would, like, fit in there, and if it did, what would suffer from that, and I think mm-hmm. that that definitely scares me, because I can get really invested, and I also, like, want to serve the other person a lot, so, 
I've, and I can see how, like, I did that in my previous relationships yeah. and how I'd, like, compromise and, like, press pause on things. So you absolutely don't even want to risk that again. Yeah, I, like, really, I'm, like, I don't know if I want to bring that into my life, but then I'm, like, can you learn how to not be so, why do you have to do what your partner's doing all the time? Which is, I think, the biggest thing, why I committed myself to being single, because I was, like, you met this person when you were 18, and you need to learn how to be your own person and do your own hobbies, and, like, as an adult, what is your lifestyle? Because my lifestyle was his lifestyle. Well, also, no, I wouldn't say that's entirely true. Like, y'all just had such a together lifestyle. Like, y'all were interested in doing the same things, and y'all like the same shit, so y'all were always, y'all were always, like, a package deal yeah but it's totally like I think you're right like there is a definite moment of being like oh I need to like learn to do things with my significant other but also to not become codependent and not do yeah not do everything yeah what would something like that look like for me and how would I manage that could I manage that at this time like it just was the first time I'd ever thought about that situation yeah and how I still I don't know that I would do it well right now you might not I think like (laughs) <laughs> she just choked herself with her hoodie, hoodie so I'm like... I'm fine. It's, it's day three a, without sex. Yeah, I'm like, what are you trying to do right now? I choke myself gently with my own hoodie strings. Um, yeah, it's getting rough. Your leg um, is, like, very far away from your other leg on this couch. I am... She's sitting, like, full, full spread eagle, like, to the, to the wall. I'm just available for it, you know? Just waiting. I... Yeah, I think like it's just it like I kept thinking, and I was talking to my friend this weekend about it who came to visit me, like, because she's similar to me. Like she was like, you know, some people say like, well, you need to be single for like this amount of time before you're in a new relationship, or you need to. And she was like, honestly, like in my experience, I have been kind of a person who has like pretty quickly like not been single for very long or like been in relationships. And she was like, that's just kind of how the cookie crumbled for me. And it's like I would have regretted not like trying to pursue that because I would have been like, you can't tell yourself. Like, I don't, I just don't like to live by that strict of rules about, like, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z for this amount of time because, right. like, I'm not ready. And a lot of people, and especially, like, even relationship therapists uh, will tell you, like, that's what you should do. Like, you've got to be single for a year mm-hmm. after a breakup or, like, whatever. But that's just not how life fucking works. It isn't. And I do, I don't Like, know. if you met somebody that you're really fucking blown yeah, by. Yeah, I do it. You would be, you'd be, like, Fuck it. No, I'm I totally in. would. Yeah. And I and I and I want to clarify that because I think it's more so that it's definitely not a priority of mine. Yeah. And so I wasn't really putting a lot of like headspace in it. And when I did meet a guy, like the energy was definitely like, we'll see. But I think the we'll see leaves room for being completely wowed. Yeah. You know, and like doing that. So I don't know. The we, first... didn't, we didn't get to talk. We 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 kind of cut you off. From talking about the Doomsday Prepper kid. The welder. The welder. Yeah. He, um... I'm, like, again... Because intrigued. between the last time we talked and, like, now, like, there have been several interests, love interests of mm-hmm. yours. hmm Do you want to give a brief recap? I honestly couldn't even... We don't remember. remember. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was a dr- there's drummer. There was oh, drummer. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, like, really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Um, it really doesn't. <laughs> but you like this dude. I like this dude. It's been interesting. The pre- the previous lovers, if you will, oh, um, so gross, have been. It was really cool because I think it was like the most confident that I had felt like sexually, mm. and like 
exploring that and like having fun and like feeling okay about it. They were also my height, so you have a little bit more power and control. I know. I know. We talked about it. You know how I feel about it. I know. We'll spare so, the audience. Um, so yeah, so like that's been cool. But then this dude, um, he actually the welder, um, he messaged me twice before. Um, and both times were like in August of 2019 mm. and what the first message was a very weird short story like short short story paragraph long and I replied that's pretty good got another and then he sent me another one that was completely different than the first which is not what I thought that someone would do but he did and I never responded obviously because I was like what the fuck is this you were like, I didn't actually mean it. I didn't really mean it. Also, you have to be a fucking weirdo. And so then he messaged me again, like, in December, and was like, so are you into astrology? Which I was like... Treatment are really getting smart. They're really... They really they know are how to They are really it. getting smart. I'm wanted, getting worried. I wish I would have first said, how many people have you copied and pasted this Ooh. to? Oh, and I, and I, but I didn't, um, and we ended up having, like, a good conversation, and then we ended up going out to dinner, and he, like, paid for everything, and then we went out for drinks after, and he paid for everything, and he taught me how to play chess, which, like, I'm a moon's in Aquarius, we love an intelligent motherfucker, like, maybe I'm a sapiosexual, I don't know, because he taught me how to play chess, and I swear to God, Sydney, I was like, I will, fuck, this. I'm gonna, like, I don't know why that was so cool to me. Why, why do I just feel like when people tell me they're sapiosexual, it actually means they're racist? <laughs> Where the fuck do you get that from? Like, okay, hear me out. What do you... When people are like, I'm like aroused by someone's like intelligence. What that says to me is like, you're classist and probably racist. Oh, wow. Because, like, you're judging someone based on, like, their formal education and, like, what access they had to that education. And, like, mm, I don't know. I just don't love it. Okay, that's a a hot take. I'm not the only one with this take. Really? Yeah. It's like when someone tells me they're, like, a libertarian. Like, that's how I feel when someone says they're sapiosexual. I'm like, ooh, buddy, like, let's examine. Let's just, like, examine that. Yeah, I've never used that term before, but now I'm not probably going to use it again. I might have saved you from some, uh, some some backlash. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When you think about it, you're like, ooh. We don't like that. Yeah. I think it's more so, like, Just, like, maybe you you say, like, it turns me, it was, like, hot that, like, the man. It was hot that It was hot that we could... He would, like, we would talk to each other about things that neither of us, like, knew or understood. Like, he wants to go back to school for, like, air, like, science, like, space travel, shit like that. What is that? <laughs> Aerospace? I don't fucking know. Ashley's like, I don't know. The, the, the fucking planets, okay? <laughs> fucking space travel. He wants to be a fucking astronaut. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he wants to be an engineer. I don't fucking I don't know. I don't fucking know. He's looking at his dick and sweatpants, <laughs> all right? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Um, Wait, but can great. we talk about his sign? He's a Leo. Mm. He's a Leo, a Taurus rising, and a Pisces moon. I like the chart. Which seems like vibe, a vibe chart. And e- literally everything else is a Leo. Like Venus, Leo. Mars, Leo. Like Get ready it. for grand gestures and you're gonna break his heart and he's gonna keep trying to get back with you forever. And the song <laughs> I wrote about Leo men. Um, the thing is, Leo men are tough. Not the same as Leo women. Not the same as Leo women. It's really weird. 
and I thought he would be more outgoing, but then again, I'm like, okay, you were raised on a farm with six children, and you were homeschooled, so, like, do you know how to be a social person? Probably not, so... Somebody cringe to the homeschool kids. I, I mean, know, like, God so bless them, bad. but, like, it's a whole basket of yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, were you homeschooled? A whole basket of yikes. No, I like just made it up That's and like so good. thank you for saying that. <laughs> That's the pull quote from this. <laughs> yeah, it's a full basket of yikes. Ooh, like you ever been a homeschool kid and being like, are you on the spectrum or were you homeschooled? <laughs> there's such an intense no, there's learning nothing. about like a very specific category. Like you always find it's a the person social element. The like, social too. Like yeah. homeschool kids are awkward in the same way that people with autism are awkward in that they don't know they don't understand social cues. Yeah. At all. At all. And I'm like, look, fucking Tobias. I don't <laughs> Good one. Good one. Thank you. <laughs> look, Tobias, I appreciate this, but like I need you to like like we're, I'm gonna like I'm trying to leave this conversation now. Like it's time for it's like not picking up on any of my cues like you're not bodily like, like, or verbally. No, like, Tobias, I'm, I'm not actually interested in hearing you continue to tell me about like your the, telescope, like your telescope, or like the robot project that you've got like going on. Like you're building a fucking like robot to fight another robot. Like I don't, like you have lost. Where the in room. your life have you met a Tobias? You know, you we all know one, and uh, we love God. one. I mean, we love Sarah Becker. Shout out. <laughs> <to> Sarah Becker. <laughs> She was homeschooled, and she turned out, like, relatively normal. She's really good at social interactions. Yeah, I mean, she's got, like, a level nine enthusiasm at all times, which she's is, like, a so big intense. homeschooly. Yeah, homeschooly for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, big homeschool energy on that one, you know oh what I God, mean? Oh, my God, B-H-E. B-H... Yeah. That's yeah, what it is. That's what it big is. Big homeschool energy. Woof, you know? Fuck. My most recent ex, I feel like. Oh yeah, had a bit of the homeschool she, energy. She had the BHE for sure. Bit of the BHE, major. Love Except that. Except one on one. Except one on one, but like in every other circumstance, BHE. A little bit of the BHE. So this man has BHE. No, he really doesn't. He seems to be fine. Um, when are you seeing him next? I don't know. So we we've, we've seen each other twice. We've gone two dates. Both have been long and dinner plus drinks, plus plus. Coming back to my very home. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Um, he picked me up. I know. That's you like, don't care about it at all, but I care about it. I care about it. I'm happy that you're exploring what might be the vast reaches of your <laughs> kink. <laughs> like, that's well, as far out of The thing is, though, of is that like, so many people, go. like, can't... No, no, no. I would, you know, we'll uh, see what happens. Oh, I'm very open, but he literally, I was like, do you know when I told my straight ladies that this happened, they were, they all gasped. Cause that's like, we're like, thank you. That's hot. Like we would like that. And it just doesn't happen very often. What do you think I'm doing at the gym every day? Lifting weights. What do you think I'm <laughs> in there for? What are for, bitch? What do you think I'm back squatting 155 for, bro? I'm here to tell you. It's so I can throw the ladies around. <laughs> Literally, all I'm You think I give a fuck about like my physique? <laughs> Body's already banging. Like, not worried about it. I'm trying to like be able to take any girl your size or even heavier, and just literally throw her into the sun. <laughs> just Protect launch her into the fucking sun. <laughs> because I know girls like it. We know yeah, you dude. like it. We want to do I'm it. I'm like, why have more men fucking done it? And he's a because they don't give a fuck about that's true. Like doing anything that brings you pleasure, actually, <laughs> or joy. Sorry. Sorry. Except for this man, because he's literally, like, such a gentleman, just so cute. Anyways, we come back here, he, we go in my room, he's, like, 
He just, <laughs> sorry, he, like, I'm looking at your balcony and I'm just like imagining him like throwing you off the balcony. Like, that's what I want. You know what I mean? I'm like, throw me off the fucking balcony. Just like, talk, like you know, like just, let me the, get a concussion and like ble- free bleed onto the fucking pavement. Like that's like the level that I'm trying no. to get at. He like li- like lifted me up passionately and then like made out of me and like gently laid me on the bed. Like that is the straight energy that like I want in this in these situations. It's like a bottom for bottom energy. I know. <laughs> So Taurus, and he like I came first like j- like literally two it took no time. Well, it never it does. Normally take a lot of time, but it like it was it was really good. And then everything else was great. Picking someone up is like excellent foreplay. Oh my god, yeah. He was just was a little just a little sweetie, and then in which so like can you describe the picking up like in like was he cradling you like a baby? No, Were you no, kind no. of koala like, bearing? Koala, yeah, koala bear. Oh, like maybe high, rest in peace. But like a high bear. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, no, stop. I'm, I'm We're not, saving them. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable with the fact that the world's burning. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm laughing because I'm like, there are so it's many like, dead why koalas. Why do we even have a fucking podcast about relationships when like we're all gonna fucking die? It's like who cares? You know, like who cares about this when there are like so many koalas? <sighs> Look, okay. I'm so sorry. My favorite move. It, oh, let me. This, you inspired me to, to share this tidbit. Like, you know, I've described in this podcast the fact that, like, I'm a top. Mm. And that, like, in my, like, most recent relationship that just ended, I was a bottom. I'm, you were forced to be a bottom. I was forced to be a bottom. And I loved it. I loved every second of exploring that part of myself. But, you know, <laughs> the bitch is back. And she's ready to unleash some hellish top energy on whatever woman deigns to let me and I've got a lot of pent-up aggression that I would like to take out on someone sexually so that all that is this is a personal ad please (laughs) slide upon my dms if you would like me to violently pull the front of your hair in a way that will bring me joy and you pain (laughs) do you want like mutual I just sit around do you want (laughs) mutual hair pulling not really. Okay, because it's only no, top like, energy now. Yeah, we're okay. just like we're back to like. So we're like no, no longer. Like, not so much. Okay. Um, but like all I was saying is like my move, my favorite move is to, um, like you're sitting down, like well me, like I'm sitting down, okay. and like there is a, a woman companion, um, facing me on my lap, like sitting me, like like making out, and then like I do the whole stand up move. <gasps> With them on, uh-huh. oh my god, mm-hmm. and then I bring them I to the bedroom. Save lives, mm-hmm. oh my god, that's great. Mm-hmm. Again, ladies love to be picked up. Pick we up your lady. Up. Pick up your lady. Pick her up. And like, also like, okay, there's <laughs> oh, nothing. What? There's nothing worse than when someone like tries to move you around sexually or they and get scared. Or like, yeah, they like either half-ass commit or they like don't know actually what they're doing, so they're trying to like flip you in a sexy way. But and like they, your your leg gets tangled under the other way, and like you like accidentally elbow them in the fucking jaw, <laughs> and you're like, and they're like, ow, and you're like, oh, what were you trying to do? And they're like, oh, flip you, and you're like, oh, just That's like fucking like yeah. either do it or like, like throw me to do it. Around. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing worse than when you really want to be thrown around and like it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be thrown around. Yeah. You know what people don't do. People try to do like a lot of throwing around in the bed, but you can do a lot better throwing around before the bed. Do you feel me? Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when we're standing on the furniture. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more throwing around that can be done, like you know, in your very home as you go to the bedroom. Bedroom. 
more things happening before the bedroom, like in 2020, you know? In 2020, we're demanding foreplay. Honestly, we only want foreplay. Only. Wait, can I can I tell you about a queer concept that I would like to like bring into the straight people's world? Tell me, tell me. I was thinking about you because I think this might be good for you. There is this um, like queer Instagram, like I guess influencer who I follow called. Is it Mary? What's wrong with? Mary? What's wrong with Molly Margaret? Yeah, I follow her. Okay, so she posted about something recently about like, you know. What like someone was looking for people on a dating app to like flirt with? Oh, and I was like, how fun! Like, meaning if you don't really have time to date and you're not necessarily interested in meeting up with people, like, would you be like? It seems like it's a lot more acceptable among queers to like maintain these digital flirtations that are that are like discussed as like we are flirting. Okay, like flirt buddies. Like, not a fuck buddy, a flirt buddy. What are the boundaries of flirtation? You decide, you know? Like, let's say, like, you're like, hey, like, I'm looking for someone to flirt with. Like, can we, like, sex and, like, send, like, sexy pictures? Like, can we, like, keep it verbal and, like, never, like, meet up? Like, this could be someone not even local to you, mm. you know? Like, why not? Could be someone that you will know, just, like, think each other is hot and, like, you have a little bit of a text thing. Why not? I mean, that's kind of what you're doing anyway. And then, like, unfortunately, with online dating, there's all this expectation that, like, okay, we're going to meet. And, like, are we going to have chemistry? Like, are we going to fuck? But, like, if you're not really trying to do all that, why not just have somebody that you're flirting with? I'm very intrigued by this. I thought you might be. I am going to look into this. Yeah, I think it could be done. Because it could also be, like, a helpful challenge. (laughs) The challenge is to not fuck a bunch of dudes and to just flirt with them? Um, or what? What's More like, how, to, how do you flirt with someone? Oh, you don't know how to flirt. I know. <gasps> Thanks for calling me a slut. <laughs> She's like, Thanks I can... really assuming that I'm a slut and not just knowing that I can't flirt. I love sluts, first of all. Second of all, I I love this. I think you should pursue this. Maybe yeah. I'll pursue it while yeah. I'm trying to be Challenge. single. But like, I'm just going to fuck them. Yeah. On accident. Like, maybe that's going to happen. you got to be careful. But, like, I don't know. I think I love... Like, she... Anyway, this girl that I follow, Molly Margaret, like, she was talking... Like, responded to someone's question about that. And I just... It dawned on me for the first time that, like, in all relationships, you get to negotiate. And with anything, like, you can totally say, like, you could be flirting with, like, ten fucking people. Like, that doesn't that sound so fun? Mm-hmm. To have, like... It sounds like, a, it sounds like a stimulating thing that I would like to do. Yeah, me too. Me too. And... I think I was getting a lot of that for a while from my like, one of my nudes group chats among my friends. Oh. In which we exchanged sexy uh, pictures and also updated each other on our sex lives specifically. Um, but, like, also, like, I don't, like, flirt with it. Like, I'm not flirting with my friends. I'm, it's more just, like, sexy projection into the ether. Right. But what if there was a recipient for that sexy projection into the ether, you know? We have to make t-shirts that say sexy projection into the ether. <laughs> Why do I say the craziest goddamn <laughs> shit? Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> it's so good. I have to go listen to the thing you said. Like, oh, yeah, the yikes. What? <laughs> yikes in a basket. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry that I'm trying to monetize you at every corner. You literally are always drinking. What did I say the other night? And you were like, you have to say that again to monetize it. Oh, I was talking about how the that LCD sound system song, Dance Yourself Clean. <gasps> did you forget this? Oh, I just remember. It's so good. That, that song feels like 
the audio equivalent to when someone's going down on you and right when you're about to come they change rhythms several times and like they build like you up the and they change build up of an orgasm the endless build of an orgasm that never that like you don't never ever occurs yeah. yeah yeah oh the most brilliant analogy i've ever heard in my whole life thank you for saying that you're looking at me with such like loving and daring <laughs> eyes right now like this is the approval that i never got from my mom so like thank you you're welcome i could never be more proud of you i love it when you validate me validate me daddy Mm-mm. I've seen that. It's but like I will validate you. Thank you. I won't call you daddy ever again. I'm sorry. That I, I'm not calling that anybody daddy anymore. anymore. And I need you to calm down. I'm I am now daddy. Right. It's I'm daddy now. You know, be your own daddy. Be the daddy be. you wish to see in the world. <laughs> I like be your own daddy better. Be your own daddy, but like also like it's like be, be the my chain. daddy though. Like I won't, but like someone should. No, that, yeah, I'm yeah. still looking for or, or a papa, really. I don't, a papa. I don't know if I'm really looking for a daddy. You're not looking for daddy at all. No. You you would literally like laugh at a man who <laughs> like was like call me daddy. You'd be like, go, no. go literally go, go to fuck, hell. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, no, I saw an old man, an older man, not an old man, today. A man older than you. A man older, older than myself, like above forty five probably. And I was like, damn, you know, is he gonna have to be? At least 45, and then that's gonna be a whole thing. <laughs> Do you know what I realized we also didn't talk about? My article. <gasps> I wrote an article. I interviewed you for it. I interviewed my Reiki healer for it, Amberly Carter. I interviewed. What's her fucking name? Oh my god, I'm blanking out. Kathleen Curry. Kathleen Curry! Who is your craniosacral healer? Mm-hmm. And I interviewed all of those people, and I wrote an article about my experiences with alternative healing in Country Roads magazine. So fucking proud. Thank you. It was. It's very long. It's like two thousand words. It's so many words. The photos are beautiful. Um, it was a really fun thing to do, and I kind of talk a lot about what I've talked about on here, which is like my own healing journey post breakup but I talk also about what got me into the woo woo to begin with yeah and you talk about how everyone got into their own woo woo which was so cool to read what how who got like into, oh yeah everybody's healers yeah of being a healer which was yeah. so dope right I loved it it was Thanks. a great article thank you so much it was the first time that I've ever um written something that was both like uh researched and like required sources but also like the sources were people that I know and like I got to write about like my own experience like that is not what I learned in journalism school right it's very different from the kind of writing that I've done in the past was it difficult to write if it was so different from the way that you've written before yeah it took me a long time like in addition to being rusty I was like I don't know how to even approach this Mm -hmm. like I've never been the subject of my own writing you know Mm -hmm. like so or in, in, in anything that wasn't like a personal essay and this didn't feels so much it was like a combination of like an article and a personal essay it was really weird but it's also the style that journalism is going in now i mean if you've read any rolling stone like that's what the rolling stones is doing so anyway that was fun i've linked to it like everywhere imaginable Mm -hmm. so you could probably find it if you google uh my name and country roads i want you to do more writing I will. That's a goal of mine in 2020 for sure. It was hard to do, and I like doing hard things now. Did you, did you like that? That was so good. What hard That's things, incredible. What hard things are you going to do in 2020? <clears throat> Ash is like this dick. Oh, um, I 
want to do the thing that I'm really scared of and like launch something. Something? Do you want to speak truth to power? The truth to power. Um, I think I have the power to launch a different kind of agency, mm. of marketing ad creative agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been getting a lot of affirmations lately about my vision and also my ability to like construct and bring people together and to execute a vision, like not me physically executing it, but like mm-hmm. putting the right pieces in place to execute mm-hmm. it. Um, and something that I was recently brought aware awareness of too. You're made aware of? I was made aware of. Wow. Propositions are hard. They're so hard. Um, is that I... Oh my god, I completely forgot what I was going to say. That totally distracted me. You're shit. high as shit now. I know. Fuck. Yeah. You're talking about <laughs> it. You have the power to create a different kind of agency. You're getting comfort affirmations about your vision i'm getting affirmations about my vision my ability to execute it and um bringing people together yeah yeah and so what are you gonna do with it i will hopefully launch this baby and like build it wow Um, build it they will come yeah and and figure out how to do that if you know as efficiently as possible and on my own oh something that i've been very averse to and something that was brought to me recently is how I don't really take risks when it comes to money because hmm. my relationship with money is so scary to me Yeah, and I will not make a decision or do anything unless like I know that I'm covered in that way and going back to kind of a freelance type of situation or a situation in which there is a client and a team is working for a client and I'm paying all these team members for the services that they're doing for this client then, like, we can't lose that. The work has to be really good, you know. Like, where is the next client coming from? Where is this money coming from? Can it be sustained for that long of a period of time? Mm -hmm. Just a lot of anxiety about paying my fucking bills. So, not letting that fear get in the way of pursuing it. Yeah. And then fucking managing my money better in 2020 in general with that as, like, the intention or thought behind it. That's That's a really... That is a hard one for you. Yeah. That's like the two hardest things. You know, in the words of the fray, sometimes the hardest things and the right things are the same. Thank you for that. Yeah. I want to like hard things. Like words of wisdom from straight from the Grey's Anatomy soundtrack. That's what that was. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Remember when we had the most fun at karaoke the other night, though? That was so fun. Um, what did we do? So, yes, Kate, yes, is a DJ in town. Yes, she is. She's so good. Yeah. And so cute. We mm. love her. Yeah, we love her. She's so really cute. So, she hosted this thing called Catharsis, mm-hmm. the Sad Bastards Sing-Along. It was incredible. At 12 Mile Limit, and it was incredible, and it was just all of the sad songs from our childhood. Just all the songs that you sat alone in your room. Any song that you might have cried to in the last, like, 30 years. Yeah. You know? In your there car, was some oldies, your first there was car. some, like, emo shit, there was some Phoebe Bridgers, I blame myself. It was so good. It was good. Um, Everyone just screaming their feelings. Ashley sang I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Yeah. 
I mean, originally choice. by Dolly Parton, but like sung by Whitney, you know, performed in the in the, in the style of in the style of old Whitney. Old Whitney. Um, it was a it was a night to remember. I needed Laura it. Laura saying, my roommate saying, Cheryl Crow. Yep. If it makes you happy. If it makes you happy. Incredible, incredible performance. Kate Everyone herself saying Aaron Neville like. There was a Celine Dion moment. Like, it was... A Celine moment. I can't believe this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. It was That it was, was the good. best night. It was, like, the best post-breakup, like, hang yeah. possible. Amen. I did it. Mm-hmm. I definitely did that. I think it's so... I feel like everything that has been needed is showing up for me this year via the universe, and I'm, like, just really stoked that that's going to keep fucking happening, and that's what I'm going to keep calling the fuck in. And manifesting it. for. And you are too. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've got big shit on the horizon. I want to make another podcast. You do want to make another podcast. Yeah. Like I don't want anybody to get jealous. Like I'm obviously never going to abandon how to deal because it is <laughs> my bread and butter. I can't tell you. Remember at your fucking New Year's party in which everyone was like, oh everyone knew it because of the podcast. Were, yeah. It embarrassed me to no end. And, but I was also like, oh my God, people actually listen to this. What the fuck? So first of all, if you listen to this, fuck you. Stop. <laughs> Stop listening. Turn it off. She hates that you know so much about her life. I'm very uncomfortable now. And um, she has no idea who you are. No, I don't that know who you are. That means you have no power socially when they come up to you. Nope. I'm just, uh, <laughs> fucking, Fully exposed. fucking duck in the water. <laughs> Ass up. I loved putting you in that situation. Dead. Hated it. Um, also though, if you like history... And if you like the sound of my voice, which is very soothing, as we know, like not annoying and shrill at all, mm-hmm. it's like very soothing, then you should probably listen to the history podcast that I'm going to start. I'm so excited about this history podcast because you're the funniest person I know and you're the only person that puts history into really hilarious, understandable, and modern situations. Like when I said that the founding fathers were punk rock. Yeah. You liked that a lot. It's my favorite argument of all time. And you know what? I'm sick of doing it for free. I know. At parties to people who don't care to listen to me. And I come off sound like a fucking cuckoo bird. Okay? I am ready to do it. (laughs) To uh, your people. Publicly to a bunch of other fucking freaks who also want to hear about Otto von Bismarck and Napoleon III and uh, modern day Paris through the lens of the French Revolution. Okay? Okay. Some people want to know about that. Not a lot of people, but like at least <laughs> like ten you. to twelve, like dozens, you know, dozens of people, a dozen, a dozen people. So um, not plural. My goals are not lofty; they're just stupid. So. <laughs> it's gonna be a really big year. I'm just a dumb bitch. <laughs> how about in 2020 we don't we stop being dumb cunts? <sighs> I would love that. I don't know how to control that though. I can't make any promises. <laughs> you know. I want to shout out one more uh, podcast while we're at it. I want to talk about Call Her Daddy. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to them? Mm-hmm. People have made some comparisons to between this. us and them. Mm-hmm. First of all, the heterosexual nonsense that happens on that fucking show. You know? It's like, it's... Okay, Call Her Daddy is like if I were straight and if Ashley really liked anal sex. <laughs> and also if we were bad people... Who did not go to therapy. Yeah. And, and like, like did give a fuck. Like, if we were trying to cope in the unhealthiest possible ways and, and we were straight girls, mm-hmm. I mean, like, if one of us was, like, more straight and if, like, the other one of us were, like, straight at all, um, we would be, we would definitely remind ourselves of Call Her Daddy. But also, like, they kind of just yell and scream 
like curse words. Profanities. Yeah. So yeah. like I feel like we go a little deeper. Like maybe I'm patting myself in the back. If you here. like this podcast, please leave us a review and like it. Subscribe wherever <laughs> you get your podcasts. If you you know. Because we're bringing things to the table. In 2020, we're bringing things to... Th- I'm, like, really going off we're on bringing, 2020 you, right now. You have said the phrase, in 2020, <laughs> like, too much. It's, like, way You're too like, much you for me. You jerk off to the idea of 2020. I think the fact that it's a whole new fucking decade, and it's also the 20s. Do you know how I didn't realize my entire life that I would have li- that I would be living through the 20s of any decade? All right. Knowing that I was obsessed. Obsessed. What was um, F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife's name? Uh, oh my god, you too! Something with a Z. Rutrow. Oh my god, I literally read her book. Like the Wait, book. Wait, hold on. Hey Siri, what is the name of F. Scott Fitzgerald's Zelda. wife? F. Scott Fitzgerald was married to Zelda Fitzgerald from 1920 to 1940. Yes, bitch. Amazing. Okay, great. <sighs> so now we know. But like... You look like you could be out of the 1920s. All you need is like a cigarette. Yeah. Like some, I cut my hair really short. Like some makeup that is like made with like lead. <laughs> like, I need like a mole somewhere. On syphilis. My face. You know, like like bootleg gin, and like a mafia boyfriend. Like that's the vibe. I will. I'm 100 percent open to a mafia boyfriend. Oh okay. Okay. Girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am. Not open to a boyfriend. <laughs> Despite my, like, several crushes on men that have happened recently. That's so weird to me. Did I tell you that I... I don't think I should on the podcast that a man literally stopped me <gasps> in the parking lot at Costco to hit on me and I gave him my number for some reason. That was the most terrifying thing that ever happened. I feel like I've said that multiple times on this podcast. You were triggered. That truly was so appalling to me. I thought that the sky was going to fall down. I don't know who I am. Like, I, like, at that moment was, like, I don't know what my life is anymore. Like, a, a hot man <laughs> My entire identity is and I let him. not real. Like, like, you know how when dudes will be, like, let me let, like, like, let me holler at you? I let him holler at me. Like, he... Like, who would have thought? Like, who would have thought? I allowed a holler. He never a texted lo- a me. Long but holler. I did give a man in Costco. He never texted you? No, he never texted okay, me. Okay, though, that makes me mad. I think he wanted to fuck, like, then and there. Like, he was like, he what are you doing right now? point blank asked you to fuck right then and there, basically. Pretty much, yeah. And I was like, what are you doing right now? Not you know you, what? Maybe. If I were if I were a stupider bitch, and if I had, like, wanted to get, like, uh... When you texted me, you were 100% open. Oh, yeah, also kidnapped. Kidnapped and sex trafficked. Like, if I had been down for some sex trafficking, like, I would have absolutely fucked him on the spot. You know? I just, I told, I, I, I told you, I've been feeling this crazy urge to just, like, blow my fucking life up. Yeah. To just, like, run away, get in a car, you know, and then was a Tracy Chapman, like, you know, he had a fast car, you know, I had to take it to anywhere, you know, and, like, I just, <laughs> actually, it's... I'm holding it in so that you can finish this fucking really great thing that's happening. I don't know what's happening. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, I remember when we were driving, driving in your car, you know, it speeds so fast, <laughs> felt like I was drunk, you know, um... Well, now you're sober, so maybe that's what that's why you're feeling that because you just want something to make you feel drunk. You know what? I am very sober, like as of 2020, and like I think also like with the sobriety and also the celibacy, like it's not going to be so great for me. <laughs> you're <laughs> not going to be like, really like, holding yourself accountable and back and like being really responsible in so many areas of your life that your general life 
will suffer. Like, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna like throw it out the window. Like I'm like I'm like eating healthy, going to the gym, like not fucking randos, like not like, drinking, not drinking alcohol, going like to bed early, going to bed at a reasonable doing hour. Your face routine, skin, like skincare routine on point. Like I'm gonna blow my, I'm gonna lose my shit. I'm gonna go postal. When I'm things, gonna go Britney 2007. Are that good and all together, and when you are in that good of a space, shit's about to go down. Scary. The, you might say that the wool is about to be. Uh, well, wait. I was gonna. I was just about to combine wool over my eyes and rug out from under me, and I was gonna say the wool is about to be pulled out from under me. But no, the I rug. Mean, it couldn't have been a wool rug. Knowing me, it was. You know, it was too expensive and, like, put that on the credit card, you know, and, like, now, like, now we're, we're, not, we're, rough, we're in a rough situation, <laughs> Now we're, like, really, can we vacation in 2020, you know? Like, no. No. <laughs> like, I can't, I, not only can I not vacation in 2020, I can't even Google a picture of Miami. Like, that's how broke <laughs> I am. <laughs> like, I can't even afford to, like, like, to open the, like, the hotels.com, you know, like. Airbnb, the website, like, they won't even let me log in anymore. They're like, ma'am, you cannot afford anything. anything. Yeah, Costco has canceled my membership. They, they looked at my bank statements and they were like, ma'am. Ma'am, we're, right, we're really worried about you. And I'm like, I actually do need this life-sized wine glass. Like, give it to me. For decor. Like, no, like, literally. Like, do I'm you not have drinking. You? Like, you don't even understand. Like, I'm literally it, not drinking. I'm just going to put it in the corner of my room and use it to hold corks. Like a like a like a white lady does, you know. You don't know about the Costco. Costco sells this giant glass like wine glass. I know my the glass, but women. <laughs> do you really think, or is this fact that women just store corks in theirs? Yeah. Have, Have you, you ever been to pictures? a white woman's home? <laughs> a white woman. I don't go into like older white women's homes. <laughs> I'm trying to go to more older white women. <laughs> so, in 2020, <laughs> in 2020, I'm trying to fuck your mom. It's all not like your actual mom. I mean, I would. Like, I it's know. always on the table. But like, like if she wants it, like she can just call me. Like she's got my number. But like moms in general, moms in general, ready to top some moms, you know? Whoa, or oh not? God, what mom are you gonna top this fucking year? Mm-hmm. Also, like it really hurts my feelings when you judge me for being into fems. It's not that I'm judging you for being in a fems. <laughs> like, not really? tell them that I'm judging you. I, anytime I have ever showed Ashley like a fem that I have been attracted to, she's like, mm, weird. She's just like very fem. Like I just like don't see that for you. Like I just like don't get it. Like I like don't think that's your type. Like I just like that's weird to me. It's not weird to me that you're into a fem. It's just like you know. It's like when it's like when I met you and you were straight. And then you started dating women. I was like, oh, weird. But also so weird that you were into this, like, random football dude. Like, these bro-ass motherfuckers. Like, it's all weird. I'm an enigma, is what we do now. I love it. I'm very entertained all the time. Never a dull moment. Never a fucking dull moment. But go for a fan, dude. Don't let me hold you back. I mean, here's the thing. I'm holding myself back because I've tried to date fans in the past, and they're just, like, not into me. And then, like, it's awkward. It's, like... I'm like, you're so hot. And they're like, oh my god, girl, thanks. Like, you too. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> you're like fucking sick. Like, can I, like, what are you doing later? Like, I can buy dinner. And they're like, yeah, like, me and my friends are going to get pizza. Like, you're so, I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to, like, buy a meal. You feel me? I'm trying to, like, <laughs> trying to, like, put that credit card down. I'm trying to, like, bring you for a drink after. I'm trying to, like, see what color toilet polish you're wearing later. You know <laughs> Keep going. 
booze, girl. Give me a booze. Intimate, girl. You are totally intimate. Are talking about a fucking foot. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm really not. I'm really not. Like, I mean, if you want me to suck a toe, I'll suck a toe. I'm just like not gonna like go for it, you know. But like, but, what like, do you t- mean? but like, come over, like. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? That's like my dyke impressions, like how every dyke talks. Oh my god, you're so fucking. It's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, like, like, can I talk to you for a second? Like, can I talk to you for a second? Like, what do you, like, I'm doing like that face. It's the like, it's like like a smirk. It's like a, you are barely opening your eyes. And like a lot of lip, like, like, yeah, like, you look good. Like, what are you about? You know? It's such an interesting body language moment. Like, there's always like a hand, like hands together, mm-hmm. fist hand together, like at the cross. Like a nod, a Not nod, just consistent, a lot of nodding, consistent nodding, a lot of mouth touching and like pulling of mm-hmm. the bottom lip, like a lot of like. <laughs> You're doing it. It's so not attractive. I know like, it's not at right. all. Well, it's also like I can't pull that off. But like that's no. Here's so here's me hitting on women. Guys can pull it off. I just like 10 of your Instagram photos and then never talk to you. Works every time. Works like a time. Alright, I just like... Can I just DM like, you? No. I just like... I like your pictures and then like no one talks to each other. Oh, okay, okay. You know? I was gonna be like, is your literal dating advice or like flirt advice to like 10 of someone's pictures and then never... No. And they DM, I'm like, what the fuck no. are lesbians doing up there? No, I'm actually kidding. And actually I'm really like pretty decent at hitting on women and like have been very successful in the past. And you I are. plan to continue to be so... Congratulations for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, no, love a femme for femme moment. Yeah. But like, who's, you know, like... Which femme is for this femme? Yeah. We have to find that out. Like, yeah. we don't know. Like, I, like, I'm like, no, no, like, I don't know, girl, when I try to hit on femmes, they think that I'm trying to, like, be their girlfriend, not mm-hmm. their, like, girlfriend. I'm like, no, I think you're hot, like, in a gay way. Not like, like, you're, like, so hot. Not like drunk girl in the bathroom. Where we're all like really supportive, but like drunk girl that you're trying to bring home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tough stuff. Yeah. I'm breathless from laughing so hard. That was really fucking funny. Wow. I think, um, I think I'd be ready and willing to like date though. What? Really? Maybe. Like, if, like, I still think the same way about, like, the distraction thing and, like, me wanting to do all these things this year and being really busy, 
but if I would be open to it, I think. More so than I ever was in the past. Wow. That interests me. That intrigues me for you. Yeah. What are the apps looking like these days? Good, I mean, bad, they're, they're ugly? They're like full, um, and they're not amazing. But <clears throat> I, there's like not a lot of pressure again, you know? Yeah. And I, I really enjoy meeting people in person. Yeah. As I found out through this drummer person that mm-hmm. I had met that then later slid into the DMs, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, meeting like meeting people in person and trying to understand chemistry in that way. So like, are we DMing? Like, are we sliding into DMs? Like, is I, that what twenty twenty? Like, meaning like, are we not on dating apps anymore? Like, I feel like no one's on. People don't like them. I don't think. Yeah. And I think people are sliding into the DMs, but I think it's difficult to do so unless you have somebody to go off of. So meeting someone even in passing right. in person is better than just a than cold DM. A cold DM because it's kind of. My DMs I don't think have, it's creepy, but like, I don't know. My DMs have honestly been pretty warm lately. And by lately, I mean in the last two days. I don't know how fast word travels around the lesbian grapevine. Oh my god. I feel like really fast. But pretty fucking fast. I don't think I've told, like, I haven't told anybody. Mm. I told like two people just because I saw them, but like, I guess I'm just sending out the back signal. The like, this pussy's like, available yeah, signal. Yeah. Wow. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, I'm curious too. Are you going to keep us posted on your happenings? Yeah. Okay. We're all going to hear about it on the internet and on this podcast. God bless this pod.